Welcome to Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. At Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, we are the worldwide leaders in reducing financial stress. And our mission is that everyone, from the person that is overwhelmed with financial stress, to the person that makes good money, has amazing goals, and wants to achieve financial independence, finally to the person that feels a calling to help others by becoming a financial coach, learn how to take the stress out of money. Hello, everybody. Coach Kelsey here bringing you another episode of Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. I hope you are not having a ton of financial stress these days. Um, But even if you aren't, then there's always things we want to be doing with our money, always progress we want to be making, growth we want to be having. You know, managing our money is a lifelong endeavor and hopefully overcoming the stress of, you know, mismanaged finances or finances that feel like they're in a little disarray is just the beginning. And then after that, maybe you don't have stress, but you feel challenged and um, excited about your money and the new challenges that you've set forth with it. Today's episode is number six of six of the cognitive biases. So for those of you just tuning in, I've been recording a six-part series on cognitive biases, and it started back on episode 50, five zero. So if you are just tuning in for the first time, you'll want to hit stop and head back to that um, episode where I go over an overview of what this series is about, what is a cognitive bias, why it's important for us to focus on them and be aware of them. And then there are six of them. And this is the last one. It has been a lot of fun sharing these with you guys. Um, it has been insightful for me just as a consumer, as an individual. It's been interesting to observe how these show up with Mr. Fiscal Fitness, the spender in our relationship. Um, and it's been fascinating to see how it shows up for clients as well. Um, And we've gotten some amazing feedback from you guys on, you know, just how the awareness that this is bringing for you, how you're seeing these things creep up in your life. Um, So thank you for all of those comments. We really appreciate it. And we are glad that it's been helpful for you. So today's is one that I see happen all the time, um, especially on the front end when somebody first reaches out to us. And this is the ostrich effect, the decision to, or the tendency, I should say, because sometimes we're not always aware of it. So the tendency to ignore dangerous or negative information by burying one's head in the sand like an ostrich. So, um, It is really normal that when someone first reaches out to us and they say, you know, we're having some challenges, we're having some struggles, we want this to be better, can you help? And we say, yes, we absolutely can. Scheduling that very first appointment is really hard. And even making that first phone call to us is really hard. And the reason for that is because sometimes just sticking our head in the sand and hoping it'll go away on its own, um, hoping that if I don't look at it, then it's not really in existence is sometimes just feels easier, right? Um, So this is also the idea that if you suspect news will be bad, you may prefer not to hear it. So you block it out. Um, The majority of people are wired to flee from difficult emotion. So notice I said that if you suspect it will be bad, oftentimes a person will say, oh, I know it's terrible. I'm doing everything wrong. And then we take a look at it and I'm like, this isn't actually that bad, you know? But what they suspected was so far worse than what it really was. And that you know, assumption is what held them back from really making progress, um, as opposed to just sort of tackling it head on. 
Usually the ostrich effect is based in a response to fear or negative emotion. So keep in mind, you cannot experience the ostrich effect without caring enough to have emotion about something to begin with. You must first feel emotionally invested in something in order to have guilt or shame or avoidance from it anyway. What that tells me is if you are sticking your head in the sand about money, not taking action, it's because you care. You can't not care and experience ostrich effect. Okay. And that's what we like to tell people is that I know you care about this. I know that you're so worried about it because you want it to be good. Right. And you fear that it isn't what you want. You have high expectations for this, or you have some sort of expectation out there and your fear of not meeting that expectation for yourself is actually what's stopping you. So that is a really positive trait of the ostrich effect. And so try not to focus on the negative consequence of this. Try to focus on the fact of like, I do care, which is why I'm, you know, so worried or scared to address it. People believe or tell themselves when doing this, that they have some ability to um, shield themselves from the negative consequences of whatever they're avoiding. The ostrich, excuse me, ostrich effect can sometimes be the reason why we let piles of receipts gather dust until the last day before a tax deadline, and also why so many of us are so ill prepared for retirement. We tell ourselves that we will either get to it at some point, or we're different, or we're you know the exception um, that we will have some sort of miraculous solution to the problem without actually addressing it. One way that I see this show up with our clients is when they fail to update their budget during slow times, maybe during times of lack or if money is tight. Um, They are the type of client that totally tackles things really well when things are going positively, when there's extra money and they're throwing money towards their goal and they're making progress. They are way on top of things and update their budget timely and religiously. And then all of a sudden when things aren't going so well, they, you know, have the tendency to avoid their budget. It also shows up when clients do not think that they can save enough to buy something. So they simply don't look at their budget to see whether it's really possible or not. So oftentimes a client will come in and say, I bought this and I know I can't afford it or I would like this, but I'm sure I can't afford it, or I'm sure there's no way that we can have that. And I'll say, have you looked? And they'll say, nope. And I'll say, let's take a look. And really what happens is the feeling of, or the thought that they can't do it, right? That it's not possible, that they're not going to be able to pay for whatever they want, stops them from even trying to see if they can figure out how to pay for what they want. So we will take a look at it. And oftentimes it's like, okay, we just have to do this, this, and this, and then we can totally save for it and pay for it. What do you think of that? And it sort of like blows them away, which is like, wow, like that's great. And they were simply avoiding it. The impact of the ostrich effect um, can really make it so a poor decision is actually compounded or instead of 
preventing a consequence from happening or a potential risk on the horizon, we actually encourage it and make it worse. So sometimes, you know, that a person's debt isn't a huge problem and yet not paying attention to it is what's making it a problem. So it sits around for a lot longer than it needs to. The interest starts to build up a lot more than it should have. Um, and it's simply because they're not facing it. Um, you know, the, the tax deadline is a perfect example. The deadline is going to hit you no matter what. And by not staying organized on the front end, that poor decision actually gets worse because, you know, if you do it right before the deadline, we're now it's April 12th, let's say. So we're in the following year and there's nothing you can do about anything anymore. So as opposed to if you had, you know, if you're a business owner and if you stay on top of your books and if you look at your books throughout the year, maybe with your accountant or on your own or with Jill or I, then if we're noticing something, we can do something about it in the given year before December 31st. And oftentimes, if you're not looking at that stuff until right before taxes are due, it's too late to do anything about it. And that's a perfect example of how the ostrich effect can actually make it so that that poor decision you know, makes the entire situation worse versus trying to prevent or stay proactive on, um, you know, preventing those types of poor decisions or the, the impact of the poor decision. A study done by the University of Georgia found that people who experience the ostrich effect typically have higher levels of stress and anxiety around money and tend to experience the feeling of helplessness more. So, the idea is here you are trying to not face something and not tackle it because it feels stressful or you're worried about what you're going to face. And yet the act of doing that is actually causing higher levels of stress and anxiety around money. It is a form of self-imposed helplessness. It is a self-repeating cycle. Those who feel more anxious tend to ignore potential money problems which create more financial problems, which leads to more anxiety. And so that cycle continues. Sometimes we'd rather pretend our money issues don't exist than deal with them. And that usually makes them worse. So I found that study to be fascinating, um, just in the sense of, you know, how sometimes our steps we can really self-sabotage without realizing it. Um, and so if you are in this cycle of not, paying attention to your money, not looking at it, not trying to problem solve, you know, not getting organized because maybe you're not sure what to do first. Well, that is what we're here for. We're here to help you with that. So, um, you know, one of the solutions to this is seeking help because having somebody that can hold your hand through it, hold you accountable, let you know it's going to be okay, that sees it all the time. You're not able to stick your head in the sand. It, it can be a very powerful, um, solution to the, the ostrich effect. The toughest thing about the ostrich effect is that it's not usually intentional. So we don't purposely avoid opening the letter from the IRS because we think it doesn't exist or we don't need to read it. We just naturally avoid conflict. And so we set it aside until we feel more prepared to face the facts. But then if we're not dealing with things, then we never feel more prepared to face the facts. And so it never gets opened. Hence that compounding, you know, self-repeating cycle. So what can we do about 
overcoming this? What are some solutions? First, focus on the idea that paying attention gives you the power to make a decision when necessary. Not paying attention means no decisions are made and it's actually disempowering. Facing it is empowering, scary at first, but empowering afterwards. Whereas not facing it is a continuous disempowerment. So it's sort of like ripping off the Band-Aid. Like, yes, it's scary, but let's just rip that sucker off. The pain is going to be there whether you do it quick or whether you do it slowly. So let's just rip that Band-Aid off. Solution number two, stop and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I ignoring it? Or putting it off. And recognize that just because you might think the news will be negative doesn't necessarily mean that it will be. And we see that all the time, like I was saying, where a client says, oh, I know it's terrible, or I know there's no way I can reach my goals, or there's no way I can get out of debt. There's no way we'll ever own a home. Um, We won't be able to stay for our kids' college. We waited until it was too late. Um, we, the only way we can pay for a big family vacation every year is to use a credit card that's not possible to save for it. And those are inaccurate thoughts because a lot of the times what we can see is that if we just tweak a couple of things, if we move some things around, if we become intentional, um, if we put a plan in place, it's actually totally obtainable. Um, and so simply recognizing that just because I'm thinking it might be bad doesn't necessarily mean that it is. And even if it is, once you know the reality, you can consider taking concrete steps to improve it. Dealing with debt may sometimes make you feel powerless, but the ability to make changes is what gives you control. Knowing that you're actually making progress, even if we don't see the end results that we're shooting for yet, we can see that we're taking steps to get closer to it is very empowering um, versus just feeling like you're in a stalemate or you're in just this limbo where you just don't even know what to do. So you do nothing. And then solution number three is to seek help, take charge of your finances. And if necessary, seek help from coach Jill and I, you know, the more you know about your money, the more prepared you'll be to handle it responsibly and positively. The more you face things head on with your money, the easier that becomes. And you begin to trust yourself. The more problems you overcome with your money, the more challenges you are able to troubleshoot, the the easier it is to accept this idea of, I can do that. I can troubleshoot things with my money. I don't need to stick my hand in the sand. I've proven it to myself time and time again that I can figure things out with my money. And so it helps to prevent the ostrich effect going forward because you've built the confidence with your money. So commit to asking for help when you notice that parameters you've set for yourself are falling out of line. So this is the ostrich effect. I'll be curious to hear from you. If you are sticking your head in the sand, what do you plan to do about it? If you are, if you, maybe you're not doing it now, but think back on your life. And when did you stick your head in the sand? When did the ostrich effect take hold of you? Um, And what was the impact of that? Did it end up being as bad as what you thought it was going to be, but maybe sticking your head in the sand made it worse? Did it end up not being quite as bad and you really just delayed putting together a solution um, because you weren't able to face it. We would love to hear from you. This is another episode of Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. Thank you for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys soon. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, 
please check out our website at www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. Feel free to join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash fiscal fitness money. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group for financial coaches by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you next episode where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.